Today is the 15th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is uh, wonderful to be here with you today. I hope you had a nice Valentine's Day yesterday. Uh, we, we concluded the book of Matthew, so the first gospel, the first book of the New Testament, yesterday. So when we get to the New Testament today, we'll be beginning the book of Mark, and we'll talk about that. And today, we will be concluding the second book of the Old Testament, the book of Exodus. And now we'll move on from there tomorrow. So we're reading from the contemporary English version this week. And uh, we'll conclude the book of Exodus with chapters 39 and 40 today. Beautiful priestly clothes were made of blue, purple, and red wool for Aaron to wear when he performed his duties in the holy place. This was done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. The entire priestly vest was made of fine linen woven with blue, purple, and red wool. Thin sheets of gold were hammered out and cut into threads that were skillfully woven into the vest. It had two shoulder straps to support it and a sash that fastened around the waist. Onyx stones were placed in gold settings and each one was engraved with the name of one of Israel's sons. Then these were attached to the shoulder straps of the vest so the Lord would never forget his people. Everything was done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. The breastpiece was made with the same materials and designs as the priestly vest. It was nine inches square and folded double, with four rows of three precious stones. A carnelian, a chrysolite, and an emerald were in the first row. A turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond were in the second row. A jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst were in the third row and a barrel, an onyx, and a jasper were in the fourth row. They were mounted in a delicate gold setting, and on each of them was engraved the name of one of the twelve tribes of Israel. Two gold rings were attached to the upper front corners of the breastpiece and fastened with two braided gold chains to gold settings on the shoulder straps. Two other gold rings were attached to the lower inside corners next to the vest, and two more near the bottom of the shoulder straps right above the sash. To keep the breastpiece in place, a blue cord was used to tie the two lower rings on the breastpiece to those on the vest. These things were done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. The priestly robe was made of blue wool with an opening in the center for the head. The material around the collar was bound so as to keep it from raveling. Along the hem of the robe were woven pomegranates of blue, purple, and red wool with a bell of pure gold between each of them. This robe was to be worn by Aaron when he performed his duties. Everything that Aaron and his sons wore was made of fine linen woven with blue, purple, and red wool 
including their robes and turbans, their fancy caps and underwear, and even their sashes that were embroidered with needlework. Dedicated to the Lord was engraved on a narrow strip of pure gold which was fastened to Aaron's turban. These things were done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. So the people of Israel finished making everything the Lord had told Moses to make. Then they brought it all to Moses, the sacred tent and its equipment, including the hooks, the framework and crossbars and its posts and stands, the covering of tanned ram skins and fine leather, the inside curtain, the sacred chest with its carrying poles and the place of mercy, the table with all that goes on it, including the sacred bread, the lampstand of pure gold together with its equipment and oil, the gold-covered incense altar, the ordination oil and the sweet-smelling incense, the curtain for the entrance to the tent, the bronze altar for sacrifices with its bronze grating, its carrying poles and its equipment, the large bronze bowl with its stand, the curtain with its posts and cords and its pegs and stands that go around the courtyard, everything needed for the sacred tent, and the finely woven priestly clothes for Aaron and his sons. When Moses saw that the people had done everything exactly as the Lord had commanded, he gave them his blessing. The Lord said to Moses, Set up my tent on the first day of the year and put the chest with the Ten Commandments behind the inside curtain of the tent. Bring in the table and set on it those things that are made for it. Also bring in the lampstand and attach the lamps to it. Then place the gold altar of incense in front of the sacred chest and hang a curtain at the entrance to the tent. Set the altar for burning sacrifices in front of the entrance to my tent. Put the large bronze bowl between the tent and the altar and fill the bowl with water. Surround the tent and the altar with the wall of curtains and hang the curtain that was made for the entrance. Use the sacred olive oil to dedicate the tent and everything in it to me. Do the same thing with the altar for offering sacrifices and its equipment, and with the bowl and its stand. Bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent and have them wash themselves. Dress Aaron in the priestly clothes and then use the sacred olive oil to ordain him and dedicate him to me as my priest. Put the priestly robes on Aaron's sons and ordain them in the same way so that they and their descendants will always be my priests. Moses followed the Lord's instructions and on the first day of the first month of the second year, the sacred tent was set up. The posts, stands, and framework were put in place. Then the two layers of coverings were hung over them. The stones with the Ten Commandments written on them were stored in the sacred chest. The place of mercy was put on top of it, and the carrying poles were attached 
The chest was brought into the tent and set behind the curtain in the most holy place. These things were done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. The table for the sacred bread was put along the north wall of the holy place, after which the bread was set on the table. The lampstand was put along the south wall, then the lamps were attached to it there in the presence of the Lord. The gold incense altar was set up in front of the curtain, and sweet-smelling incense was burned on it. These things were done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. The curtain was hung at the entrance to the sacred tent. Then the altar for offering sacrifices was put in front of the tent, and animal sacrifices and gifts of grain were offered there. The large bronze bowl was placed between the altar and the entrance to the tent. It was filled with water. Then Moses and Aaron, together with Aaron's sons, washed their hands and feet. In fact, they washed each time before entering the tent or offering sacrifices at the altar. These things were done exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. Finally, Moses had the curtain hung around the courtyard. Suddenly, the sacred tent was covered by a thick cloud and filled with the glory of the Lord. And so, Moses could not enter the tent. Whenever the cloud moved from the tent, the people would break camp and follow. Then they would set up camp and stay there until it moved again. No matter where the people traveled, the Lord was with them. Each day his cloud was over the tent, and each night a fire could be seen in the cloud. Okay, so that concluded the book of Exodus. And like we said a minute ago, we finished the book of Matthew yesterday, which brings us to the Gospel of Mark. And so we should note right off the bat that Mark was not a disciple of Jesus. He wasn't one of the twelve. And he wasn't an apostle. Actually, he was, he was more of a long-term disciple of Peter. And we first see him show up in the book of Acts. We also know him as John Mark. And he lived in Jerusalem and, and, and came from a fairly wealthy family. His mother's name was Mary. And she had a big house and she had a servant named Rhoda. Uh, and we, we learn all this from the book of Acts. She was uh, an early believer and opened her home to other early believers. And and our church tradition tells us that her home may have been the place of the upper room where the Holy Spirit was poured out on the early believers after Jesus' ascension. Obviously, that's not explicit in the Bible. That's a tradition, but it's totally plausible. So Mark was around all this, all his life, like even as a boy. And uh, would have been part of uh, uh, the first generation of uh, of children that were raised up to know who Jesus was. So uh, we'll get to the story soon enough once we finish the Gospels, a little bit more toward uh, the summertime. But the Apostle Peter was captured by Herod and, uh, and, and was going to be executed by Herod because Herod had put some other Christians to death and this was 
pleasing the religious leaders and so on and so forth. And so he planned to execute Peter, but an angel came in and sprung Peter from jail. And so it was to John Mark's house, right? To Mary's large home that, that Peter went first. And all the believers there were praying for Peter earnestly uh, that God would deliver him. And God answered that prayer by sending an angel to let Peter out of jail. And so Peter comes to John Mark's house and Rhoda, the servant girl, comes to answer the door and she sees him and she slams the door in his face basically because she can't believe it's Peter. And uh, so we'll get to that story soon enough. But that gives us a little bit about who Mark is. And uh, Mark had a cousin and his name is Barnabas. And, uh, And Barnabas was a dear friend of the Apostle Paul. So Mark actually goes with Barnabas and Paul on Paul's first missionary journey. So so there's a pedigree here. And uh, church tradition tells us that he went all all over the place uh, as an interpreter even for the Apostle Peter in Italy and even in Rome. And everywhere that they go, Peter shares the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Mark has heard the story told by Peter over and over and over everywhere that they go uh, as Peter is doing his evangelistic work. And then Mark remembers all of this and recalls it and uh, maybe even at some point was asked to to write it down so people could remember all of Peter's story and uh, and eventually does. And uh, so in a lot of ways, we can consider Mark to be somewhat the gospel according to Peter. And, uh, uh, and uh, I mean, nearly all biblical scholars agree that the gospel of Mark uh, was the first gospel written and definitely the earliest gospel found in the New Testament. And it's from the gospel of Mark that Matthew and Luke draw a lot of their material. And that is why Matthew, Mark, and Luke are known as the Synoptic Gospels, because they they share a lot of the same material. Although Mark's Gospel is the earliest, most rudimentary of the Gospels. And even Greek scholars look at the Gospel of Mark, which was written in Greek, and and would say, like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's like an elementary school level language. It's it's written really roughly. It's like not written beautifully as nice prose. Uh, it's actually uh, clunky, which actually kind of makes it beautiful because it's like what we're about to do is read the first written account of Jesus' life and ministry. So let's uh, let's settle into that and just kind of let it speak to us. Let it wash into our lives. And so we begin Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 28. This is the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It began just as God had said in the book written by Isaiah the prophet, I am sending my messenger to get the way ready for you. In the desert, someone is shouting, Get the road ready for the Lord. Make a straight path for him. 
So John the Baptist showed up in the desert and told everyone, turn back to God and be baptized. Then your sins will be forgiven. From all Judea and Jerusalem, crowds of people went to John. They told how sorry they were for their sins, and he baptized them in the Jordan River. John wore clothes made of camel's hair. He had a leather strap around his waist and ate grasshoppers and wild honey. John also told the people, Someone more powerful is going to come, and I am not good enough even to stoop down and untie his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. About that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As soon as Jesus came out of the water, he saw the sky open and the Holy Spirit coming down to him like a dove. A voice from heaven said, You are my own dear son, and I am pleased with you. Right away, God's Spirit made Jesus go into the desert. He stayed there for 40 days while Satan tested him. Jesus was with the wild animals, but angels took care of him. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee and told the good news that comes from God. He said, The time has come. God's kingdom will soon be here. Turn back to God and believe the good news. As Jesus was walking along the shore of Lake Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew. They were fishermen and were casting their nets into the lake. Jesus said to them, Come with me. I will show you how to bring in people instead of fish. Right then the two brothers dropped their nets and went with him. Jesus walked on and soon saw James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They were in a boat mending their nets. At once, Jesus said to them to come with him. They left their father in the boat with the hired workers and went with him. Jesus and his disciples went to the town of Capernaum. Then on the next Sabbath, he went into the Jewish meeting place and started teaching. Everyone was amazed at his teaching. He taught with authority and not like the teachers of the law of Moses. Suddenly, a man with an evil spirit in him entered the meeting place and yelled, Jesus from Nazareth, what do you want with us? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are God's Holy One. Jesus told the evil spirit, Be quiet and come out of this man. The spirit shook him. Then he gave a loud shout and left. Everyone was completely surprised and kept saying to each other, What is this? It must be some new kind of powerful teaching. Even the evil spirits obey him. News about Jesus quickly spread all over Galilee.
Psalm 35, 1-16 A Psalm by David A prayer for protection from enemies Fight my enemies, Lord Attack my attackers Shield me and help me Aim your spear at everyone who hunts me down But promise to save me Let all who want to kill me be disappointed and disgraced. Chase away and confuse all who plan to harm me. Send your angel after them and let them be like straw in the wind. Make them run in the dark on a slippery road as your angel chases them. I did them no harm, but they hid a net to trap me and they dug a deep pit to catch and kill me. Surprise them with disaster. Trap them in their own nets and let them fall and rot in the pits they have dug. I will celebrate and be joyful because you, Lord, have saved me. Every bone in my body will shout, No one is like the Lord. You protect the helpless from those in power. You save the poor and needy from those who hurt them. Liars accuse me of crimes I know nothing about. They repay evil for good and I feel all alone. When they were sick, I wore sackcloth and went without food. I truly prayed for them as I would for a friend or a relative. I was in sorrow and mourned as I would for my mother. I have stumbled and worthless liars I don't even know surround me and sneer. Worthless people make fun and never stop laughing. Proverbs 9, 11 and 12 I am wisdom. If you follow me, you will live a long time. Good sense is good for you, but if you brag, you hurt yourself. Father, we thank you for your word and we heed the voice of wisdom today if you follow me she tells us we'll live a long time and if we have good sense that's good for us but if we don't and we fall into arrogance then we're just hurting ourselves so holy spirit plant that in our lives we learned yesterday from the book of proverbs that that we begin by honoring you lord this is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end. It's just the beginning. When we honor you, we've taken the first step uh, toward being wise, toward living a wise life. However, if we will follow your Holy Spirit's guidance in our lives and we continue to honor you and continue to listen to the voice of wisdom and obey, then we're going to be the ones to benefit. Help us to do that, Lord, because so often we listen to the counsel of the scoffer or the mocker 
and we're anywhere but next to wisdom. But we want to string together a series of days and weeks and months where every day we are honoring you and every day we are listening to the voice of wisdom. And if we can string these days together, then it won't be too long before we realize that we are, we are living within wisdom. We are living wise lives and we are becoming wise. We need this. As we just stand here and look back over the seasons of our lives, it is so starkly apparent which seasons we didn't practice wisdom at all and which seasons we did. Now we want the rest of our lives to be one long continuous season of wisdom where we continue to grow not only in wisdom but in awareness and vigilance so that we are wise, so that we have grown up, so that we become a mature son or daughter of the King. Help us, Holy Spirit. Come, lead us in the way of wisdom, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. So uh, my wife, my, uh, my Valentine, she came in yesterday and shared with us about the More Gathering for Women coming up this April. Registration is open and uh, we are excited. I mean, it's a, it's a, a new season is coming and we don't have all of the answers, but we know that the Lord has told us that this season um, in Georgia on Sharptop Mountain this is the last year we're supposed to do this, at least for now, there. So it's kind of uh, a, a real celebration because the more gathering was was birthed and has only ever been there. So it's, it's going to be quite an amazing time. And uh, we have a sense of, of deep anticipation as we pray into uh, this spring. So you can get all the details at moregathering.com. Or go to dailyaudiobible.com and, and just scroll down to the initiatives section and you'll, you'll find what you're looking for. All the details are there. All the questions are answered. And uh, hope, hope to see you as uh, here in the Northern Hemisphere as, as the seasons change and new life begins to come back to, uh, to, to the earth as winter begins to dissipate. This is when this happens, and it is lovely. Uh, so hope to see you there. Uh, the other thing that we are uh, praying into and praying over is the pilgrimage that we're about to take to the land of the Bible in just a couple of days. So thank you for your prayers. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link. It lives on the homepage. I am profoundly humbled and deeply grateful for every brother and sister who has ever clicked that link. We would not be here if we did not do what we're doing together. So thank you for your partnership. 
So there's a link on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hi, Daily Audio Bubble family. It's James here from the UK. Um... Just uh, really wanted to, to pray this morning for, I think it's T or maybe D from Salt Lake City. But um, you were sharing, um, you were sharing about feeling the absence of God this morning when I was listening to the DOB. And um, it's just a, a coincidence, I think, that this morning I've just been feeling really flat. Wow, I'm um, kind of wondering, kind of what is this sensation? And you know, I've had a real connection with God over recent months um, in, a, in a really visceral way and it just doesn't seem to be there at the moment it's been absent for a couple of days and I think you know sometimes we just become a little bit more um, we just become a little bit more immune and um, we just need to kind of refresh ourselves constantly in that moment with him and may, maybe maybe Dean maybe it's just about taking some time out um, maybe it's about making some time um, just to be alone, be in the quiet, just be in a place where uh, you can receive. I'm sure, I'm sure you're um, considering and trying that already, but I just really wanted to pray His grace and favor over you this morning and that there would be a refreshment and a reawakening in your heart and in your mind and in mine as well to um, just remember His faithfulness to us, just remember how much He loves us and how much he wants to be um, a part and parcel of our everyday walk with him. I just pray in Jesus' name that you would feel close to him and the Holy Spirit would come real close to you today and, and this week, that you might be able to come back with a praise report that just talks of the love of God and the unrelenting passion and love that he has for us. In his name, amen. Hi, um, I'll be brief because um, I'm not sure if this message will take. Um, I tried another time and I think maybe my mouth was not um, uh, straight on the phone. So, um, sorry, there won't be a lot of details to help you in your praying. But, um, yes, my name is Much Afraid. Um, it should be Overcomer. <laughs> um, I'm in Asia. Um, it's a where we are is a Buddhist country uh, with strong spiritual powers. My husband and I are missionaries. Um, we're in a province, um, but in the capital of the province, not in the country countryside. And uh, we've been here for about 15 years. Um, we're fairly isolated from the support of the greater Christian body um, for a number of reasons. Um, okay, my request is related to uh, this. Um, I never was healthy enough uh, emotionally to be doing this kind of work, um, but I did feel called. Um, I thought I was uh, working on 
myself inwardly. Um, well, now um, I'm, I'm not fully functioning and everything is, um, um, circumstances are bringing things to a head. I'm uh, 60 now, so it's a really daunting uh, thing to be facing, trying to walk through anything. Um, um, it's about to be a crisis, I, I believe. Um, and I can't let go and let um, God walk me through this. Um, Hello, my name is Christine with the Bumpy Dog. The reason I use that is I, up until September, had a beautiful old um, Italian greyhound. Her name was Lola, and she would have been 18 in December. And she, like all old people, had different bumps, and I loved her dearly. So most of the time when I listened to DAB, I always had her by my side. But I was calling mainly to thank Chaz from New York. Here is someone who I don't know, miles away, and she said this beautiful prayer and talked about the cells in my body and bringing my body back to wholeness. And it was such a beautiful prayer. Um, and I wanted to thank her, and I am looking to try and find encouragement in every day because I think that's the way the Lord reaches out to all of us. And if we don't watch, we'll miss it. So this message is instead of the message I said before, um, because I didn't really get my words out. Um, so God bless all of you and be encouraged. And I say all these words in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hi, DAB family. My name is Timothy, and I'm calling from a long way in Asia, from Taiwan. I'm a longtime follower of DAB family and listen to Brian's Bible reading almost daily. Today, I'm calling for the first time uh, for a first-time caller who called uh, DAB on January 10th. A woman in her late 50s from New Jersey, in her late, uh, who has been a nurse. I will pray for her job search, uh, which she mentioned it was uh, difficult to find. But um, you have to know that God is an omnipotent God. There's nothing possible for him. So I will pray for your job search. It will be very smooth and it will be a success. I'm sure it will be a big success. And I will also pray for your two daughters who don't communicate to each other. I know uh, with your family's love, uh, they will start communicating with each other. And I will pray for Karen from Pennsylvania pray for your strength to overcome a relationship. Loneliness is not an issue for God. Uh, he will come into your heart and support you to give you the strength to overcome any kind of a relationship problems. And I will pray for your son, um, his sex, uh, sexual identity. And I will pray for Christopher's uh, community that we be the salt and light of this world that in the time of chaos and turmoil, we are the salt and light of this world, and we are the stability of this world. Thank you, DAB family. We love you. Bye-bye.